eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hello and welcome into the Daily Score. I am Mark Grody. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see that this show is originating from Lambeau Field and this is a few hours after the Bears lose their finale on the season to the Green Bay Packers, 17-9, the final score. We're not going to dig too deeply into this game because we know that there's so much about the big picture that we need to get into. I will tell you that Justin Fields' final game this season, 11 for 16, 148 yards, zero touchdowns. Zero interceptions. The Green Bay defense obviously did a good job on the Bears' offense today. Bears' offense, by the way, which was missing their center, Lucas Patrick. Dan Feeney ended up being the center. Nate Davis, it needs to be pointed out, too, left the game early with an injury. So Cody Whitehair did come in to replace him at the guard position. So they're dealing with all that. Darnell Mooney was still out, and they did a pretty good job on um, DJ Moore in this game. As for Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers quarterback, he was excellent in this game, 27 to 32, 200, make that 316 yards, a couple of touchdowns, no interceptions in this game. And so it ends for the Bears in this season. The Bears end up at 7-10 and 10 in the second year of Matt Eberflus, while the Green Bay Packers do slip into the playoffs as a wild card at 9-8 and eight overall. They won, and they are in. That was the name of the game here today. That's what everybody was playing for. The Bears were trying to play stopper, and they were not able to do it. But let's, let's get into it because we've been talking about the offseason, I feel like, since about halfway through this season, if not earlier than that. That is, there's been so much focus on it. And, and let, let's start with Justin Fields. And he is going to be, again, dealing with the Bears having the number one overall pick. I mean, the thing is, we, we had the same, you know, topics and stuff last year. So it's not like we didn't have the number one pick last year. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be the same thing. Um, like I said, I control what I can control, and um, 
you know, I'm going to get healthy this offseason, uh, spend time with my family, and um, get better. So, like I said, we went through the same thing last year. We had the number one pick. Everybody was asking, what if, what if, what if? And um, nothing happened. So, um, yeah, I'm not saying that nothing might happen because, shoot, we all don't know. But um, I'm not going to let the potential or what if, what if not, you know, stress me from, you know, enjoying life and going through uh, my everyday life. Um, it would mean a lot, you know. Um, you know, uh, I have a pretty good relationship with Ryan and you know, the guys upstairs. But you know, at the end of the day, this is a business, so um, you know they have to make the tough decisions. And you know, my job is just to go out there and play my best. But um, you know, it would mean a lot just to you know, get that confirmation from them and um, just really send a message that they trust me to um, you know lead this team and you know, be the quarterback for the Bears. So. Pretty tough to call it at this point. I mean, Ryan Poles has said things on the on the Bears radio network and to us that would lead you to believe that there are two very distinct possibilities for the Bears, and that is keeping Justin Fields and building around him or going out and drafting a quarterback. It's a tough, tough call right now in terms of me trying to predict what Justin, or excuse me, what Ryan Poles might be thinking. But we do know, I can tell you this, that Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, I expect both of those guys to talk this week. I don't know if we'll get clarity on the quarterback, but we might get some uh, clarity on a few other things. There's one more thing from Justin Fields. Uh, this is right at the end of, of the press conference. It's sort of like a drop-the-mic moment here. But this is Justin Fields' end of the press conference today after the loss to Green Bay, talking about his future. Obviously nothing's guaranteed, Justin, but do you feel confident you've done enough that you will do that? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. Um, like I said, that decision is not in my hands. Um, you know, All I can control is you know what I did do, and um, I gave him my all. So um, whether it's here or not, you know, uh, I have no regrets. Um, shout out to you know you guys for you know making my job a little bit harder. But um, yeah, uh, just to the city of Chicago, love y'all. Appreciate the fans and the support from all the Bears. You know, in case this is my last rodeo with y'all, and just appreciate y'all for everything. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, how do you read that? You know, he feels like he did things well, um, but it, I guess here's how I read it. I read it as. Justin Fields doesn't know. I think this, I think Justin Fields has gotten good signs from Ryan Poles, to be honest, that, that he's going to be back. Talked about the really good relationship that he has with Ryan Poles and, you know, as much transparency as there possibly can be between general manager and player of, of the team. You know, you're not always going to get that guy um, talking to you every single day, like as if he was a coach, but I think that the, it's going to be a tough decision for, for Ryan Poles, and I don't think that Justin Fields knows yet. I really don't. So um, so that's Fields, um, and we'll be hearing much more about him right here on the score and right here on the daily score as well. Let's get to DJ Moore. DJ Moore, four catches, 64 yards in the game as usual, made some big catches in the game, didn't rack up the huge numbers. Um, but DJ Moore a little bit uh, busted up over the fact that the Bears – we're not able to take advantage of, you know, the beating their rivals and knocking the Packers out of the playoffs. DJ, the momentum you guys had going on, how disappointing it is to, to end uh, on a note like this? Uh, it sucks. You know, uh, went out. It would have been great, you know, to knock them off. And uh, even better just to have a better record. Uh, what are we? I don't even fucking know. Seven and ten? Yeah, it would have been better to be eight and nine. So it sucks. 
uh, I don't know, they just had our number. We we wasn't really dialed into everything that we were supposed to be doing. Uh, I know I had like a few in May, so we wasn't really like locked in all the way. Uh, that was DJ Moore right there talking about not being able to quite take advantage of what was going on. Let's hear one more from DJ Moore this time. This one is um, on the offense. Defense wants to turn over late in the third quarter, and you guys are able to score a field goal. What was the thought there that you guys had to get six out of that? Uh, I felt like we should have took a shot. We should have took shots downfield after that happened. Show them uh, that we that we still in this thing. We here to play. So, but to come out with points is, is always a blessing. DJ, you're going to be here for a while. You're invested in the future success here. What do you think needs to change offensively to avoid being in this situation again? Uh, I'll say you got to go back and look at all the the film, all the games. Uh, look at look at our explosives uh, when we uh, went in and uh, with the games that we won. Um, and then look at if we had explosives when we lost uh, to try to balance out if we uh, if that's the kind of team we are. Are we going to be an explosive team or are we going to be a, a run team that's going to just uh, play off the clock? Do, do, you do you think an identity was missing, a true identity? When, today? Just over the course of the season. Uh, you know, to start off, no, we didn't have one. Then middle of the season when we started getting going, we did. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like the explosives, you you got you could see the difference if when we have explosive when we don't. So we, we really just got to look at that. You said that several times this year, like wanting to take more shots. You, when you say that, do you think the offense is too conservative? No, it's not being about conservative. It's about taking the shots when you know you got them or you just want to surprise a team. So, and that's really not really the case behind it. A lot of people think that this offense needs a new coordinator. I'm curious, what's your level of belief in Luke Getze and what he's doing? Um, I think it's fine. No. Uh, like I said, it just comes down to us being explosive on, on the offensive side. Uh, we got the players to do it. We got we got our quarterback to do it. You know, everything else just – we just need to call the plays that put us in position to have explosive down the field or catching runs like, like we did today. So – we just got to be an explosive team and, and not a team that's just behind the sticks. But is Luke the guy to call those plays? I mean, if it's play calling, is that, is that a coordinator issue? You think so? No, I'm saying if you, if you, if you think yeah, play calling I'm, is I'm an asking, issue. I'm asking you because I just answered the question behind behind the, the details of it. Uh, it really doesn't matter who's calling the plays. We just got to be explosive and do what we do as players. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's tough to know how to... to really um, interpret that because while he, he said, I think the play calling is fine, talking all about wanting more explosive plays and all that, but then at the end, he comes back around to saying it's the players that we just got to make more explosive plays. So yeah, it just sounds like DJ Moore is kind of pissed off and not willing to really endorse any part of, it's just me uh, inferring from what he's saying, that he's not going to endorse any part of the offense right now because it's feels kind of incomplete. So I don't know that that was necessarily 
like a harsh shot at Lou Getze or the, the play calling in general. I mean, I, it's open for interpretation. I will say that, but he does come back around the end to, you know, say, you know, mentioning the players, but it's certainly, that's not an endorsement that that is for sure. That's a guy who wants the offense to, to be better at whatever cost. Um, all right. Let's get into Demarcus Walker. Speaking of coaching staffs and uh, Matt Eberflus and his crew, I, I left the question in here, but an interesting answer from Demarcus Walker in terms of how he feels about the Bears coaching staff. There's been some question about whether the coaching staff will come back next year. We've heard you guys talk about positive momentum. Do you think that they built something that's worth bringing back? Like we, we built something, you know? So, uh, I don't know, man. That's for uh, Mr. Warren, uh, the McCaskey family, and uh, you know those for you know impose those up to those guys to make that decision. You know, you know I can pay a lot of money, but not that much. <laughs> Again, um, interpret that as you will. I, I will leave that in your hands. But he was adamant to say that that is we, it is us, it is a collective. So it's a collective blame. But you know, at, the, at the same time, he's. You know, this team was uh, seven and 10. So he's not going to throw rose petals at the, the entire organization and say everything is perfect and everything should be the same next year. I don't know that it's necessarily an indictment of Matt Eberflus. Um, you know, again, this is after a bad loss. And um, this is just what the, these guys are feeling right afterwards. Um, <laughs> I think the next one you will find to be an actual endorsement. No, because he because he says it. This 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 one is interesting. Demarcus Walker, get ready. You got to listen to the question in the context again. But Demarcus Walker going to bat for Jalen Johnson. On their third quarter, especially on they scored the right to start the third quarter, there was the injury for Terrell, and then um, there were five plays. Was that just a substitution issue? Not the able to get Jalen Johnson back on the field. I don't know what happened right there. I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. Got to pay Jalen Johnson. How much does a game like this make you miss Jalen Johnson? Don't get me wrong. I mean, Tyreek has made you play great all year. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, but I mean, when you got all your wolves together, you know what I'm saying, make one pack, obviously, you know, he is a dominant force as well. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Demarcus Walker knows what's up. And, you know, you didn't – Jalen Johnson did not play in this game. Kind of a surprise inactive. I guess the only reason it was a surprise because throughout the week, Jalen Johnson said he was going to play. Then he was doubtful on Friday. And then we found out on Sunday that he was inactive. So, you know, you had Smitty, Terrell Smith playing out there. Um, obviously, um, you know, you had the rest. You have some pretty decent depth in that secondary as well. So, um you know, but you don't. Jalen Johnson is the, as he said, the potential All Pro of that crew. So yet another endorsement for for Jalen Johnson. Um, all right, finally, finally, you ready for some uh, some fodder for Bears Packers here? And uh, Jaquan Brisker, a little trash talk on the mic after the game. Jaquan Brisker on the Green Bay wide receivers on what was going on in the game, and then it leads into this whole thing from Brisker. I felt like we could have um, tightened up on the receivers a lot more than we did today. We gave them a lot too much room, and 
I don't really don't have no respect for them at all. So just be honest. You don't have any respect for who? For the receivers at all. Why? No one's over there. I don't. No respect. They don't got no stars over there. Are they talking a lot? Uh, no, they know better. No talks at all. But you know, try to play a little fake tough. So. Would you Would you felt that you were Watson was playing? No, I still feel the same. But Watson in the game or not, I mean, he's a speed guy. He goes deep. I still feel the same way if nine plays or not. What's fake tough? Uh, just doing extra stuff after the play, grabbing people's face masks after the play and things like that. You know, a lot of things they weren't doing um, over the film or throughout the first couple games, even our game. And um, just doing a lot of dirty stuff to get us you know, flagged and things like that. But they knew who to go, to go against and you know, try that against. So. What do you mean? What you mean? You said that they knew who to go against or... Like they knew what they were doing. Obviously, they might have been coached to do that to try to get us flagged. You know, even the Justin one. You know, they hit Justin in the helmet, um, and it was just a, you know, a dirty play. You know, so the perceived late hit you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't think I need to interpret anything on that. Um, Jaden Reed, four catches for 112 yards. Bo Melton. Had five catches for 62 yards. Um, Dontavious Wicks, two TDs. I guess I should have asked. I, should, I probably should have named names while I was talking to him and just gotten his opinion on each so we know specifically who he was talking about. But those were the primary wide receivers in this game. Watson did not play in the game, so he was not. Well, he indicted him a little bit. He's, I think I, I did interpret that as say, oh, he's just a speed guy. That's it. But uh, I love Jaquan Brisker. Bears fans, you do. But, uh, yeah, that's going to – that's going to stick with him probably in the Packers. And I don't think, uh, quite frankly, I don't think Jaquan Brisker gives a shit. And that's good. That's good. Uh, that is it for today. We'll be back in the Bears locker room um, on Monday for, you know, the final locker clean-out day where we get to talk to the players. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus will do exit interviews with all of the players all day Monday. We do expect, like I said, to speak with Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren at some point in time this week, and maybe even Matt Eberflus. We'll see. Um, I would imagine there will be decisions on the coaching staff throughout this week. Doubt there will be a decision made or a confirmation on the quarterback. That is it for now, and I mean that because this is going to be coming fast and furiously, and this is the Daily Score. We do it every single day. For Ray Diaz, I'm Mark Grody for the Daily Score.